Welcome to episode 51 of Come On You Reds, the TorontoFC.ca podcast. My name is Devang Desai and I'm riding solo as we wrap up a busy week. That's how the Reds lose a thriller to the Vancouver Whitecaps 4-3, take on New York City FC on Wednesday and escape with the draw. Escape's definitely not the right word as the Reds had the majority of the chances in the second half and felt like they should have came away with three points. They wrap up a four-game homestand against the Columbus crew on Saturday in a rivalry game as the Trillium Cup gets going again in 2016. This week we have a special show for you as we talk to two former members of the crew that are currently with the Reds. First, we'll talk to center back Josh Williams, who began his pro career with Columbus and is an Akron, Ohio boy himself, so definitely some sentimental ties to the area. And then we'll talk to assistant head coach Robin Frazier, who wrapped up an illustrious MLS career with the crew and won a Supporters' Shield with them while mentoring the likes of Nat Borchers and Chad Marshall. So we're going to talk to Josh right after the break, followed by Robin, and then we'll wrap things up for 51. Crew TFC this Saturday at BMO Field, 5 p.m. start time. We got Josh coming up after the break. This is Jonathan Osorio, and you're listening to Come On You Reds. Follow the club on Twitter at TorontoFC and use hashtag TFCLive to follow the action on game day. Welcome back to episode 51 of Come On You Res, the TFC.ca podcast special rivalry week edition. Joining me this week, it's a big get, Mr. Josh Williams. Josh, how's it going? It's going very well. Happy to be here. Just before we get started, a 1-1 draw against New York City FC, a fantastic assist and a hard-fought game. Overall thoughts coming out of it, the mood in the locker room, how are you guys doing? Um, coming off that game against Vancouver, uh, you know, we needed something. Uh, positive to happen so uh, you know unfortunately we give up the early goal but uh, I thought we fought back played well uh, moved the ball uh, you know fairly well defended well we only gave up I think we were talking about one one shot on goal maybe a half another half a chance so um, you, you know I thought def- overall I thought we played well uh, you know we're a little unfortunate to not get three points there we had some chances we could have finished but uh, you know overall I think uh, the overall feel in the locker room is pretty positive and uh, you know we're looking forward to this weekend is that the pre- prettiest assist you've ever made in your in your career? Um, I, I would say it is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't bad. So, Josh, we move forward. The Columbus crew this Saturday, 5 p.m. Eastern at BMO Field. It's a rivalry game, and we wanted to have you on this week because you've got a nice history with Columbus going back from your days as a player at Cleveland State, trying out with the crew and making it. So, First of all, you went to one of the first ever crew games back in the section around '96, correct? Right, right, right. Yeah, I've been a fan uh, basically my whole life since there, you know, since the inaugural season there. Coming in from Cleveland State, when you first started playing in university in Div One, I read somewhere that your coach Ali Kazmani didn't. You thought that you didn't believe that you would be a pro player when you started. It was almost like you had to convince yourself coming up. Was that true? Yeah, that was definitely true. Um, Coming out of high school, I was actually looking uh, to play baseball, which is, uh, you know, which is the first sport uh, that my first love as a kid, I would say. And then uh, um, went to Cleveland State and Alley. Uh, I always thought that I, I I could play at that level. It was just a matter of getting experience and getting, uh, you know, getting some playing time at the Division One level. And then from there, uh, you know, once I saw the my uh, 
growth as a player you, you know I thought around my sophomore or maybe my junior year that it was a real possibility and you know I was talking to some scouts and stuff like that so uh, it, it, yeah I'd say around sophomore junior year is when I really thought that uh, uh, I, you know I could make something of it. September 16, 2010 you sign with the crew just your overall emotions that day dream come true basically? Uh, yeah it was actually wild I was sitting in uh, uh, I was sitting in class and I, I, I was I was late to that class that day and uh so, so i was sitting in the back of the class which I, i'm not normally um and the phone rang uh, i started buzzing and i remember looking at it and for some reason i picked up in the class in the class so it, it was a big auditorium so right. in the class obviously bent down like under the desk <laughs> and uh it was brian bliss of the crew and he, he basically said that you know that, that they're thinking about signing me uh, a few things had to go right but um you know he'd be in touch and um, I, I remember he called me about five minutes later, and uh, I actually thought it was a joke. I was, I was asking him <laughs> to be serious, and um, you know, so that was an amazing experience. I remember I left the class, uh, found a fax machine, and uh, you know, the rest is history. How pumped was your family just at that moment? Yeah. I know it's a big part of your life, but just to, just to be able to tell them, hey, guys, this yeah, just it was, happened. It was amazing. Uh, you know, my dad has done so much. Uh, uh, you know, for me, he used to send out highlight films. You know, to all the teams, and uh, it, it was a joke around the crew, crew locker room. With, you know, with the coaches, they would, they would pop in the you know the tape every once in a while. Uh, <laughs> and we would watch it, but uh, uh, you know, he's done so much to help me in my career, and uh, you know, my mom, both of them are just uh, you, you know, they just provided so much support for me, and they, you know, they've allowed me to you know chase this dream. So you know, I'm I'm so thankful for them. Going back to your time with the crew, was there one standout moment for you during your time there in terms of a successful moment that you can kind of, you'll never forget kind of thing? Um, I would say it was actually the Vancouver game. I think it was my second start, um, and it was about five minutes into the game. I scored on a cross that was called back, and then about two minutes after that, I hit a bicycle kick actually off the crossbar, and that was when I was kind of like, uh, it was just... It was such a surreal moment kind of uh you know i remember i was like wow i just did that you know an mls game so um you know i think between you know the first and second start and having my family there and uh you know just kind of feeling the pitch and actually getting on onto the pitch i thought was uh you know it was one moment that i'll never forget so there's a moment i'll never forget as a tfc fan before i started working here and it was a game against the crew in 2013 at bmo field it was pouring rain the entire game it was terrible <laughs> i think there was like five thousand people in the stands did you start in that game? Were you? Were you? A, it was the Andrew Wiedemann game-winning goal. I was playing. Yeah, I was playing right back. I was playing right <laughs> oh, okay. back in that game. Right. And it was a yeah, it was a downpour, man. It was. <laughs> it, it was actually a fun game to play, and you know we came out on the uh, on the wrong end of it. But uh, um, it was a fun game. It was a battle. I remember it was a hard-fought game. But uh, yeah, I actually remember that it was a cross, right? Right. Cross, yeah, right. Yeah, Rita with I don't know if it was rain-handed, but it yeah, was one of the better finishes I've yeah, seen. Yeah, no, 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 it was a history. nice finish. It was a nice finish. Heartbreaker for us, but it was a very nice finish by him. Just this week alone, you played two former teams. I know New York City wasn't obviously as long as your time with Columbus, but maybe not so much a chip on your shoulder, but isn't almost kind of like a, hey guys, like this is what you could have had moment, or you fully moved on and you're ready with a new, for a new chapter in your career. Is there still some, a chip on your shoulder that maybe all athletes kind of need sometimes to push themselves? Yeah, there's definitely, uh, there will always be a chip on my shoulder when I, you know, when I play those two teams. Um, I, I have so much love and, uh, you know, love for those organizations and I'm very thankful for the opportunity that they gave me. Um, but, you, you know, whenever you leave a team, um, you know, there's always that little extra motivation when, you know, when you go to face them that week. So, uh, it, it, definitely two games that I circled on my, uh, you know, my calendar right away. Um, 
but uh, you know, at the end of the day, I'm you know my heart. Um, I'm, I'm full. I'm, I'm I'm bought into this city. You know, Toronto's my home. So um, you know, it's not so much about those teams. It's about it's about us and and, and how we prepare and how I prepare mentally for, for for you know for my team right now. Before I let you go, I would be remiss not to bring this up. You're an Akron, Ohio native. We all know you're a Cavaliers fan. Right. Just you spouting your love for this city. We all what, what, it didn't look good in game one. We're recording this before game two, but okay. I'm going to give you guys credit. Look, you guys look unstoppable. Right. It looks like a three-team race for the championship. But your prediction for the rest of the series? What's what are your thoughts? Um, I actually have a couple bets in here with you guys, <laughs> uh, just friendly bets, but. Uh, they think it's it's gonna go five, but I I think it's gonna be a sweep. Wow. I, I think right now, I, I mean, Toronto's a good team; they have a bright future. But you know, as long as they can keep all their players together, but I, I just think the Cavs are playing too well right is, now. Is Jamo one of those guys who thinks it's going five? Um, no, Jamo thinks it's a sweep. All right, he, he's with me. He's got he's got my back. So it, it's us against the whole locker room right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I joked with you on Tuesday, Raptors in six. That looks like maybe the most <laughs> foolish bet in history, but we'll see how it goes. Josh, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. This is Sebastian Giovinco, and you're listening to Come on Your Red. Welcome back to episode 51 of Come On You Reds, the TFC podcast, a special rivalry week edition. TFC plays the Columbus crew at 5 p.m. Eastern on Saturday. I'm joined by TFC assistant head coach Robin Frazier, who knows life in Columbus very well. Robin, how's it going? Good, thanks, Devang. Yes, I do know life in Columbus well. <laughs> so it's a, a long career in MLS, an illustrious career, and you go to Columbus near the tail end. Did you think you'd be that good? Because you basically go there and you're still in the best 11. You help lead the club to a supporter shield. But was this like a an expected thing? You're with Chad Marshall, Nate Borchers. But did you think you'd be that good? It's a weird question to ask. Me but, personally yeah, or the team? Uh, you, you personally and the team. Uh, personally, I always thought I was going to be good. And I just didn't believe the age thing. <laughs> Either that or I really, really denied it because I didn't want to do anything else. I love playing. I wanted to keep playing. Uh, probably a little known fact is that I didn't want to go there when I first got traded and had some great conversations with Greg Andrulis and they were great uh, they were great to me and I decided to go for it and it turned out to be a fantastic experience what's it like seeing your name up there in the uh, and just it's basically there forever etched in Matt Free Stadium as, as one of the best players in crew history how does it feel when you go back there and see that uh, it's funny. To be fair, I've never seen it. Someone sent me a picture of it. But I have uh, one recently, if you want. someone sent me a picture of it. Uh, it's great. I mean, it was. It's nice to be recognized. At the end of the day, it's nice to be appreciated. And certainly, I had uh, a pretty good two years there. The first year was great. The first year was great for everyone. We had a really good run, and the second year was more challenging. But I really enjoyed my time there. It was a city that was great to me. The organization, the the crowds, the the fans were fantastic, and um, you know, especially in that 2014, we had a, a really good team that, that that certainly fell short of our goals. Tell me a little bit more about that 2014 because supporter shield winners, sure, but this league is a little weird. You're you get 
honored as a Supporter Shield winner, but if you don't win the cup, it's a bit hollow. Is that is that how it felt at the end? Uh, definitely at the time. I feel like the Supporter Shield is a little more celebrated now even than it was then, but I think at the end of the day, in this league, in this uh, country, where no matter what happens at the regular season, there's a playoff, and at the end of the playoff, the champion lift the trophy, lifts the trophy. So for us, it was uh, it was very gratifying to take a group that was a relatively new group and put it together quickly and obviously come out on top of the league during regular season play. But at the end of the day, if you don't win the trophy, it's 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 a nice thing, but it's not the ultimate goal. Segway a bit into this current season with TFC Robin. We're through basically one third of the year so far. The Reds go through that eight game road trip. They're home for a bit. The depth is being tested. What did you see in that New York City FC game that makes you confident going forward? Well, we certainly missed a number of chances that I think if we put the chances away, none of us feels the way we do today about the result yesterday. Uh, I thought it's really interesting how each team presents different challenges, and NYCFC uh, presented us with a slightly different challenge in terms of how they pressured and what the solutions were for us. But I thought as soon as the team recognized what the solutions were, we created a number of dangerous chances. And uh, at the end of the day, we limited their chances. And that's the thing we've done all year. Uh, obviously, we've, we, we gave up a goal and another dangerous chance in early right. in the game. But aside from that, and if you really look back at the body of work so far in this season, I think you throw out the Vancouver game and uh, we've been very very solid defensively and I think in spite of not even starting particularly well against NYCFC that overall our defending was solid and uh, I think that if you look at what we've done it's been a big part of why we've had some measure of success to this point. We have Josh Williams on this show as well with a, a Columbus collection just in terms of you you kind of marshal the back line in practice and in training what have you seen from Josh this year that's not maybe progress in his game, but it makes him such a valuable part of this defense, considering maybe at the beginning of last year's center back depth was something that this club didn't have as much as they definitely do now. Yeah, I think uh, one of Josh's biggest assets is that he's, he's, he's engaged the majority of the time. He's very, very engaged. And I think as a defender, as I got older, I came to realize that no matter how many good plays you make, Really, as a defender, you're judged on the number of bad plays you make. And I think Josh is one of these guys who's always engaged. And because he's always engaged, he's less likely to make the bad plays. Right. Uh, he's capable. You know, you talk, you talk about what he's improved upon. He's, he's a capable passer. He's a good header. He's a good tackler. And if you can do all those things and you remain engaged as a defender, you give yourself and your team the best chance of winning. Robin, thanks so much. We'll see you Saturday, Columbus, Toronto FC. You bet. Can't wait to. <laughs> this is Mark Bloom, and you're listening to Come On, You Reds. Follow the club on Twitter at Toronto FC and use hashtag TFC Live to follow the action on game days.
And we're back to wrap up episode 51 of Come On You Reds, the TorontoFC.ca podcast. Thanks again to Josh and Robin for joining us. Crew TFC, 5 p.m. Eastern at BMO Field. Remember, that's a change start time. We got the Raptors, of course, playing later on that night at the ACC. The crew are coming off a quite tumultuous couple of weeks with Kai Kamara and, and Gonzalo Higuain having a falling out. Kamara gets dealt to the New England Revolution. Columbus is coming off of a 1-1 draw with the Colorado Rapids at home. So they're looking to get back on the right track after a pretty shaky start to the season. And the Reds, of course, they want to end this four-game homestand on a positive note as they get ready to head back out on the road to play the Red Bulls. And then you have the Canadian Championships coming up against Montreal. So a really busy time for the Reds. Their depth, of course, is being tested with injuries to Josie Altador and Jonathan Osorio, as well as Marky Delgado and Benoit Sheru. Out of all of those guys, it appears John Osorio is the closest to coming back for the game on Saturday, but that remains to be seen as he's listed as questionable. We have more updates for you coming up on TorontoFC.ca this coming few days, along with some highlights of the crew TFC rivalry as we take a look back at former Trillium Cup clashes in the past. As always, thank you so much for listening to Come On You Reds. We'll talk to you guys next week. <laughs>